Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. What's shaking, Red Nation? This is Jeremy Brenner here, and today we are celebrating the rocket season that was. We find ourselves at the bottom of the standings yet again, the second year in a row, but there has been a lot of ups, a lot of downs, and I think for today's final regular season show, me, my co-pilot, Michael Brown, we're going to talk about those highs, Mike. How are you today? Wonderful. Always good to be on with you. I can't believe, man, now it's official. I mean, two years in a row of a show after every single game being the only podcast in the game that I believe does that. Not only based out of Houston, but of any SB Nation site. Pretty sure we're the only podcast that has done a show after every single game. So congrats to you, my man. That is a that is not an, a confirmed stat, but I'd, I'd find it hard for uh, very many people to do what we do here at the Dream Take. So uh, congrats to you on that. And obviously, uh, our Houston Rockets, uh, 20 and 62 record, a smidge better than the year before. Uh, but we did have, I think, more of a positive spin on this season, especially today's game, Jalen Green. A career-high 41, marking six of the last seven games with 30 or more points. Uh, 41 is, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, a season-high for any rookie in the 2021 draft class. What do you think of Jalen today? He was special. I mean, he was – It's we're going to keep everything positive today. I, I'm with you on that. Today was a an indictment on the way that they've tried to work this offense all year. Like the the solution was simple. Work it through your number two overall pick because he has the ability to carry you on a night in, night out basis. So it was nice these last six or seven games to make him the focal point because he should have been all season. But today was I mean, he's he balled out. I mean, he just was phenomenal. And I think that's why we can consider this season more successful than the previous one because we do have Jalen Green and his progress. And Mike, Jalen's only 20 years old. That's what's so scary about this whole thing. Yeah. He can't even celebrate this season legally with an alcoholic beverage. (laughs) You know, it's so crazy to think about that because he can't, Shingun can't, Christopher can't. um, He can pull a Sean White. He can pull a Sean White and just say Mountain Dew. No, uh, no, no comment on that. Um, but, you know, it's just it, it, today was one of those games, man. And looking back on the season, I'm glad it's over. Like, let's put it that way. That's yes. not we're not keeping I'm not hiding my emotions of that. Like some people are going to be like, well, I wish the season wasn't over so we could watch more of Jalen Green. No, we've seen what we need to see of Jalen Green. I'm glad these games are over. Yeah. Well, in some regards, I have considered this to be the end of the off season and the beginning of the real rocket season where 
this team goes and begins to build itself with its building blocks rather than the in-game development, which is important at this at this stage. But I would say that the off-seasons for the Rockets are a bit more important, especially with this draft upcoming. The Rockets obviously clinching the league's worst record today with twenty with a twenty and sixty-two mark, but that ensures that the Rockets are drafting no uh, no lower than five in the upcoming draft. Yeah, so the no Rockets lower- are getting another top five pick this summer. Yeah, it's which is which is key, right? You know, to me, it's get into the top three. I know who I would want to take at one. Um, but I'll tell you this, Jeremy. I mean, I I have an opinion of if they don't get the number one pick this season as a whole was a failure. As a whole. Well, now, now, I'm not saying that there wasn't moments. Shangun, you know, obviously played well. Christopher played well. Jalen Green showed why he was the second overall pick in the draft. Uh, arguably the rookie of the year. I don't think he's going to win it, but he's in the conversation. But that's important to note that if they don't get the number one pick this year, then as a whole, they failed at their number one goal for the year, which was be as bad as possible and obtain the number one pick. Well, I think that I, I see what you're saying, but I don't necessarily think they have to get the number one pick. They need to get whoever number one is on their board. And obviously we don't know exactly where Rafael Stone in the front office stands on the top three, but obviously the number one pick, you get leverage, you get an op- you get an opportunity to really get your guy. But if Detroit, like if say if it's the same one, two again, and Detroit's on the clock, their number one might not necessarily be the Rockets number one. And the way that they're building their team, I would say there's a chance that their number one might not necessarily be ours. If I'm looking at Detroit, I'm curious to see like what Detroit fans, what Orlando fans are looking at in terms of the number one pick. And if that aligns with what the Rockets are going for, we'll definitely bring on some Orlando and Detroit people in the off season uh, during our, during our shows to talk more about what they think of the number one pick and, and how they want to kind of use it if they were to get it. I think that would give the Rockets uh, an interesting idea as to, you know, where they might stand if they're sitting behind them in the draft. Um, So like to me, the number one pick, because in this draft, it's not as concrete as it was in the last draft. So, I would say, yeah, but just curious, Mike, not, not, no, no need an explanation or a long one, but if you had the number one pick right now on April 10th, who are you taking? It's not even close. It's Jabari Smith from Auburn. Interesting. Um, I mean, I've been on, I've been on the Jabari bus since the beginning of the year. I do want to point out one thing in the chat that Jonathan states that I think it's a failure if the ping pong balls don't go the Rockets way. I think it's important to note that I get that, but you can't convince me. Then maybe that's a better way to put it, Jeremy. If the ping pong balls, and I'll put that in air quotes because I honestly don't believe the lottery is a true lottery. Like you're going to sit here and tell me that the NBA doesn't have influence on who gets these picks. You can't convince me of that. Um, well, 
Like, I mean, just they can throw get in the that's my personal if it's not, but you're right. That's just my personal opinion. Do I think the Rockets are getting the number one pick? Yes, I do. Because I don't think you're going to have the worst record in the league two years in a row. And two years in a row, you don't end up with the number one pick. Like that's, that's well, ludicrous. They have, I, they have 14% chance. 14% I hope I'm wrong. Chance of landing that number one pick. It's as good right, of an yeah. odd, it's as good of odds as any. Um, yeah. but we'll be talking yeah, more about the, we'll be talking more about the draft, the lottery, the guys that are there. See, that's why this is the real true season for the Rockets is because this, like the, the games that they're losing kind of take a, a seat back. And now we can focus a lot on the future of this team. And in reality, you know, the future of this team is the present in some regards. And that's what we're looking for. You know, I've said it since the beginning of this rebuild where, you know, this team is eyeing that middle of the decade, talking 2024, 2025, where they're truly back to contention. And I think this season um, has shown me enough to where they are on that path. No, I, I definitely think they're on the path. I think that they've got, they've got a Craig Ackerman put it right that Jalen green can be a top 15 player in this league. Um, they've got some intriguing pieces behind them. Kevin Porter, Jr. Uh, Jay Shante, KJ Martin, Jr. Shangoon, uh, Christian Wood, Eric Gordon. Uh, what's his name? You know, do they bring Schroeder back? Uh, I would like to see Dennis Schroeder back. Uh, the no, more, I well, I mean, in, in, in that's, that's perfectly fine. I think that he would add a nice veteran presence to this team that would be needed. Um, cause yeah. they showed it this year that it was needed. You know, when they signed, when they kept DJ Augustine around, that was the right move to have a veteran presence on the team. I think Dennis Schroeder would actually be very beneficial to Jalen's, Jalen Green's progression next year. I hope you're wrong, Jeremy. I hope that the team is contending before 24, 25. Yeah. Let's play a game, Mike. Let's play oh, okay. a game. I love Let's a good game. game. Yes. It's called, have they played their last game as a rocket? And I totally okay. did not just come up with this on the spot. But I'm going to give you a player, and you're going to tell me if they've played their last game as a rocket. Got it. All right? All right. We're going to go in reverse alphabetical order. Christian Wood. Just a quick yes or no. Yes. John Wall. Oh God, I hope so. Yes. Um, I'm gonna say. Yes. I'm gonna yes, say. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, I think he has. Jay Sean Tate. No. I'm gonna agree with you on that. I do think that there is a smidge of a chance that if with the right offer, but I doubt it. Like a one percent chance. Um, Dennis Schroeder. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna I say Schre- yes. I think Schroeder's coming back. I don't see why Schroeder would want to come back. Um, because I think the Rockets are going to give him a decent deal, and I think he likes it. I think he's tired of moving around as well. Don't forget how many t- different teams this guy has played for. You know, he's played for, what, Oklahoma City, Boston, L.A. I think he spent some time in Atlanta all over the past couple of years. Detroit, yeah, he was a piston. Yeah. I just um, I can't see it happening. Yeah. You know, I you know what? I hope he does. G League MVP and two way contract, Trevlin Queen. Uh, I mean, that's I interesting. Hope, I, I hope he's played his last game. He adds nothing to the roster for me moving. I, I I don't 
I think he's done really well in the G League. I just don't see there being really much of a, a space yeah. for him. Uh, David, David Nwaba. Yes. I'm going to say no. He still has, I, he's not a free agent this year, uh, and they're going to need a couple of veterans to kind of round out this roster. I think Nawaba is going to be one of them. I think he's going to get moved on draft night. I'll put that Interesting. out there. All right. Yeah, as a salary kit filler. Um, man, that's tough. He's right on the border for me. He didn't show me enough throughout the season, and it's not fair to him. I think he, I think he, his ceiling is a end of the bench type of guy in the league long term, which is yeah. good. I mean, he's gonna make a he's gonna make a mark in the league by being an end of the bench type of guy. I don't think he's played his last game as a rocket, but I don't think he is a rocket at the end of next season. I think he'll we'll see him in Rockets red next season. How about yeah. other two way contract turned four year deal, Garrison Matthews? I hope they upgrade the role of Garrison Matthews in the draft this year slash give Josh Christopher the Garrison Matthews minutes. He didn't show me enough. I mean, he he's a nice player. I think the Rockets screwed up and got rid of Brooks when they should have gotten rid of Matthews. I think that everybody was on the Matthews train, including myself. As the year went on, he doesn't add enough to the roster for me that I would much rather give Christopher a longer run. I think you could give KJ Martin some of his minutes too. I hope uh, Matthews has played his last game as a rocket, but I think he'll be a part of the roster on game one, unfortunately. I think, I think we get to see some Gary bird. I need one more Gary bird, but like dominated performance. Just give me okay. one more Gary bird moment. And okay. I can be happy. Uh, Do you think he's going to play in the summer league? I think he'll play in the summer league. No, I, I think he's too. I think he's too good for summer league. I think. Okay. Uh, I think Dacian Nix will play summer league, but I don't think Garrett. I'm with you. I'm in the same boat that you are with Dacian Nix on Garrison Matthews. I think he's on the team next season. I think we see him uh, in the first part of the season. I don't think he'll be here next time. Uh, this at this time next year. Uh, KJ is going to stay. Uh, Anthony Lamb. I don't really have the time to care about him talking about him too much. Uh, yes, obviously, Jalen's going to stay. Eric Gordon. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm going to say, say yes. I'm going I'm to say no. I'm going to say no. I think I'm going to say no because they need to. He, he, they need to. They need to. They need to. They need to move on from him, but I don't know if they're going to uh, be able to with how stubborn they were at the deadline in trading him. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say yes. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, the, the Eric Gordon and John Wall handling this year was probably two of the five low points for me as a Rockets fan. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I don't think they could have handled it any worse. And I think this summer, sit them down and say, we're moving you. Do you have a preferred loca- you know, place you would like to go? I think that would be doing right by Gordon. And go get yeah. a decent package this offseason. Yeah. Obviously, Garuba will probably stay and, and Josh Christopher as well. Last one, so. uh, your your bestie, Mike, Bruno Fernando. <laughs> ah, man. I, I think it depends on what happens in the draft and in free agency. I think that if they – let's for example, let's say they get Jabari over Paolo or Chet. Like if they draft Chet, Fernando's not back. I think if they get Paolo or Jabari in the top three and you don't find an additional rim protector in free agency, 
I think the likelihood of Fernando being back is pretty high. I think he's shown enough. Yeah. I, I think, think Bruno Fernando, a, a cheap guy. Yeah, Bruno Fernando will dominate summer league, but will it be with the Rockets? That's what I'm still yeah. unsure about. I, I think, think Bruno Fernando. At, yeah, go ahead. I think if we're looking at who's going to be on this summer league team. Trevlin Queen will be there. Um, Dacian Nix, Anthony Lamb probably. Uh, then you also add your two rookies. They're going to have a decent summer league team, I think. Um, I, I don't think Josh Christopher is going to be there. I think he's too good for summer league. Uh, if, if they keep Bruno Fernando, I'd say that he could probably be there. Uh, Garuba should get some summer league action as well. Um, but yeah, that's probably it. That's, we're going to get, we're going to get Garuba. We're going to get the, the two Rockets rookies in the first round. Uh, Lamb, Knicks, Queen. I think, I think Bruno Fernando was a byproduct of, the coaching staff not adequately running a great rotation. I think if he would have gotten more run, I think you would have seen a lot more from him. Yeah, but also at the same time, he was sit- he was playing behind Wood, playing behind Shengun. It was just kind of a uh, sure. It was just there were too many bodies that, and that is why Bruno Fernando will not be on this team if if he comes. But. Um, you know, before we before we sign off, though, Mike, uh, I do want to get. I know you were texting it to me earlier, uh, but what was your favorite moment of the season? I think it would be cliche to say the end of the regular season. <laughs> but, uh, you can say you know, I did tell you it was a valid answer. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. We have the receipts on that, as the kids would say. Yes. Um, I mean, in all honesty, man, it was probably today. You know, watching the offense run through Jalen Green the guys realizing that he is a walking bucket. Um, I mean, individual performance, I would say today, my second would be Christian Wood, the Wood game against Washington. Um, team win. I'm trying to think, what was the game that they won that we no one saw coming? The Atlanta game. No, was it Utah? I think it may have been the Utah game. Oh, um, yeah, that, that Utah game in, in – yeah. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, I, I would say that was probably the team win of the year. Um, and you know, did they beat Phoenix? Did I did I dream that they almost beat Phoenix? They almost beat Phoenix. That's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I you know I should be able to remember every win of the year. I can you know count them on my hands and toes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, probably, that's yeah, exactly that's probably my highlight team wise was the Utah win and then the. Today's performance by Jalen was probably my favorite individual performance. What about I you? I would say, I would say team performance. Maybe when they that that comeback against Washington, the game winner against Washington. Yeah, early, they early in the season, destroyed them in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and and that the Kevin Porter buzzer beater after the the suspension that was probably the darkest moment of the season was that. Uh, that January 1st loss uh, against Denver at home. Uh, I would also say the seven-game win streak, but the reason why I don't say it's my favorite, it gets an honorable mention from me, is because the team that won those seven games is not the team that we see today. It's a very different team that is going to be the future of the Rockets. And honestly, I would say, yeah, it'd, be, it'd probably be that Washington game where they won on that buzzer beater. I can't remember. 
I think I wasn't supposed to work the podcast that night, but because he hit the buzzer beater, I just said, you know, screw it. I'll, I'll get on anyway. Yeah. Um, and, and beating the Lakers at home in overtime, that was a pretty special game as well. Jalen's 32 was a career high at the time. Uh, and, and that was another game where you were like, okay, maybe this, maybe this could work. Um, and you know, they had just beaten Memphis a couple nights before that was when I was on the plane and I came on and I was like, what's going on? Like, and I, got, I had the joke from a couple of people that were like, oh, you got to go on a plane more often, Jeremy. Like, you got to stay <laughs> yeah. on that plane forever. Um, but, you know, so, yes, we've we had a lot of down moments. We didn't really, you know, play into those a whole lot. But also keep in mind, like, you know, 60 losses, sure. 62 loss. I don't even know. But like you look at the, the Toronto game with a two point loss. Uh, you know, Sacramento was a three point loss. San Antonio was a three point loss. Like they, they, I, I don't think the record is really indicative of how of the team. If you, if you know what I'm saying, right? No, I know what you're saying. I think you're, I think, right. I think they are better than their record. Not much, but there are some games there where if, if a bucket had gone another way or if they had a top three big man through the draft coming in, Maybe they win some of these games. So I think I think we've looked at this season, and I can confidently say the team is better than they were at the beginning of the season. And I can also confidently say this team will be better next season. I can confidently say that I don't think they can be worse next season than they That's have also part been of the last two years. I think I'm going to go into this offseason with – the glass is half full mentality, which is new for me because I think it's, I think while you say what you just said, which I think is totally fair. I think that there is a, the you know, the coin side of this, the other side is that they're not, I mean, the roster is just not good. Like by league standards, right? Like you look at the teams that are in the playoffs right now you see how far this Rockets team has to go. And it's not an indictment on them. It's just a fact that next year they have got to do a lot of growing up this offseason, which I think is totally possible. They have to nail the draft with both of their picks, which I think is entirely possible. Can they convince not a top fight, a top flight free agent? Like a Dan, you know, not a Daniel tie somewhere in the middle. Can they f- convince a guy to come be one of the missing pieces that maybe the Rockets didn't think they had a shot at because of the way Jalen Green has performed. If all of those things can happen, they can have a great offseason. Next season, this can be a 35 to 40 win team. If all of those things hit, there's an equal chance that, you know, they get the fifth pick in the draft, not a top three pick. They don't convince any of those free agents to come. Some of their guys take steps forward and some of them don't. That's also entirely possible. Then next season is going to be a very, very long third year for you and I going through these games. I'm excited to see it, though. You know, I'm excited yeah. to be a part of a Rockets offseason because while a lot of teams fans were excited about the regular season, putting some, you know, our truth goggles on, the funness, the fun for you and I and the rest of Red Nation starts now. And hey, the Rockets can't lose for another six months. That is so exciting, by the way. That is why the offseason is like the real the real season for me. Uh, and it's why uh, the optimism is going to be at 
a higher rate than it is during the season because you're not seeing this team lose every other night. So that is why this that is why we are entering the most important part of the year for the Rockets. It's because this is when you really truly get better and when you build those building blocks to get to where you truly need to go. And I think that's a good place to park the rocket ship for tonight, but we are going up all off season long. Mike and I have talked about, we're going to try to get two to three shows a week. I believe starting either this week or next week, we need to talk about this, you know, when we get off the pod, Mike, but, um, you know, we're going to have some guests come in. Uh, there's going to be shows where it's just Mike, shows where it's just me. And, you know, you know, our, our, our kind of roles on the podcast. Mike's the fan. Mike's the emotional fan. So you're going to get the fan perspective. You're going to get my perspective where it's more analytical thinking and a little bit more, you know, forward thinking and a little bit more of what the front office is thinking. And you're also going to get times where it's both of us kind of bring our minds to the table. And we we share all of what truly is the truth in the Rockets, because I do think that there is truth in a lot of what I'm saying, but as well as a lot of what Mike's saying. So it's going to be a fun offseason. We've got a whole lot to talk about with prospects, uh, the top three with draft lottery, with uh, summer league, with free agency, with the NBA playoffs, which we haven't even thought about yet. But these NBA playoffs are super fun to just kick back, relax, and watch every team burn except for one. Mike, before we sign off, who's your pick for the NBA championship? Uh, Chris Paul will get his first NBA championship Ooh. this year with the Phoenix Suns. Ooh. Ah, that would be – that would be – I would appreciate that if that were to happen. Uh, but I'm not going to go with the Suns. I – I think that'd be a little too boring considering we, we, that's not our thing where we agree all the time. I'm going to, I'm going to side with the defending champions. I think we see a repeat this year. I think Milwaukee is just, when they're on, nobody can beat them. And I think that they're in a good spot right now where they are on. And I can't wait to see who can try and dethrone Giannis, but it's going to be a fun playoff. So you can go in a number of different directions, but uh, thank you everyone uh, who has listened to us this season. We truly could not do this podcast without you guys. Thank you to all of our live listeners today on Spotify green room, our home for these live recordings of our podcast. And we're going to obviously bring it in the real season, the Rockets off season starting in the next couple of days. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take and at Dream Shake SBN. Once Mike and I solidify our schedule, we'll tweet it out over there and you guys can get information on when we're posting and when we're uh, recording live and you guys can hop on and join us and, and drop your takes on the podcast as well. Head over to our Facebook page. Give us a like over there if you're on Facebook and head to our website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. You can also follow my co-pilot, Mr. Michael Brown, at BSW Podcast underscore MB. And Mike, we can finally say we've done two full seasons of podcasts. Oof. So congrats to you, a mazel tov to you. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of The Dream Taken. Until next time, go Rockets!